I'm Kieran Lynch and welcome to Overcast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode will bring you latest insights, advice and technical updates for the sheep industry. We're joined this week's episode by postgraduate student Jake Delaney and Chagos researcher Dr. Frank Campion to discuss a new project that aims to examine lameness and associated issues at Corn Irish Farms. We start off the episode with Jake and Frank discussing the impact that lameness has on performance and some of the practical control issues at the core at farm level. Jake discusses what they're going to examine in the study over the next couple of years and highlights an online survey that is currently available that he encourages farmers to complete. We start off the episode with Jake outlining the common causes of lameness on Irish farms. The vast majority of farmers do experience the case of infectious lameness every year on farm, uh, be it skull, be it foot rot, be it cod. And that that case of lameness, be it uh, an isolated case or an outbreak of lameness within the flock, can have a big impact on on uh, flock production production values. So ideally, uh, you keep your uh, in, within flock prevalence of lameness less than five percent. Uh, so if you see an increase of 5%, so higher percentage figures, this is when it's time to maybe consult your veterinarian or consult your, uh, your advisor and come up with a product or a, a animal health plan on dealing with your infectious lameness. Uh, so coming up with treatment and prevention protocols with your vet is very important. Jake, you, you mentioned infectious cause of lameness. So there's a right hit cause of lameness. I suppose there is the physical hurts we have to consider as well, but just you mentioned three infectious causes. You might just explain that to me a little bit and the importance of understanding what the cause of lameness is. Yeah. So when we're talking about infectious lameness, Kieran, we're talking about mainly three types. So we're talking about scald, foot rot and cod. So cod is contagious over the ovine digital dermatitis. So really, when we're talking in Irish context, the majority of infectious lameness cases are got to do with scald and foot rot. Um so it's estimated in the UK that around 90% of infectious lameness cases are got to do with scald and foot rot. So it's, it's, we're, anecdotal evidence suggests that that's more or less the same in an Irish context, although we're lacking information on that. Um, so again, referring to a UK, referring to the UK, about 50% of UK farms have experienced cases of cod, although uh, it's not quite there. In the Irish context, we're not seeing a higher prevalence of cod within flocks, but cod is an emerging issue within Irish flocks, and it is an issue that may come to the fore when treating, preventing, and controlling lame, infectious lameness for the next few years. Certainly one you don't want in your flock, and I look, suppose, Jake, over the next couple of weeks, a lot of flocks will experience scald. Some of them may already have foot rot there. It's important getting grips with it. Frank, I might just bring you in at this point. Like At this stage of the season, any of those conditions in the flock is going to impair performance. Yeah, look at Kieran at this stage, and as you say yourself, any of those conditions will impair performance. Look at we're just out of lambing at the minute, you know, and I suppose some lads will have seen, you know, case of skull and foot rotted in the shed. So it would have been important that Joe's going out to grass were treated and cured of that before they hit hit out to grass, or else kept in a separate group once they went out. And now the next thing that's really going to come in terms of lameness is probably scald, as you know, as we get those kind of wet, lush pastures that we like to see, that kind of extra moisture around the feet does increase the level of scald. So it's very important that they're treated promptly and kept on top of those cases. You know, Jake mentioned that we don't want to see greater than 5%, which is right, because that's an outbreak of an issue. But any isolated cases should be treated as, as soon as possible so that it doesn't, it doesn't develop back into a bigger problem. Jake, that 5%, like... They are infectious conditions. So if we think about yews and lambs of grass, and particularly this year where it's muddy, wet, and maybe supplementation's going in, it will spread from sheep to sheep. 
Yeah, so uh, there's plenty of evidence out there, especially when the condition is at its, when it presents its scald, it's at, the condition is actually at its most infectious. Uh, so it has a big, it has a big, it has a big potential to spread rapidly throughout the flock. So at this stage, when you're starting to see your first case or two of scald, it's important to go straight in and look, look, look at your preventative methods and curative, curative, uh, uh, curative protocols for those sheep that are infected. So going in with your foot bat, um, and going in with something like zinc or copper sulfate, and fo- a foot bat in the flock. Like Frank, one of the challenges probably at farm level and something you've seen before is actual awareness and getting in early to deal with a problem, but also the facility to deal with those issues. Yeah, that's a huge. It's a huge issue on farm level. Like we've seen this with the Better Farm program over a number of years, where we've went into flocks where there has been a you know an issue with lameness, different types of lameness, and a big thing that always comes back is maybe a lack of facilities for foot bathing and foot bathing correctly. So, you know that if they're using zinc or copper sulfate, one of these contact solutions that they always actually stand in the foot bath for the right level of time, and then that there's a dry, hard area for them to stand on afterwards, so that the solution can dry into the hoof, which is every bit as important as actually putting them in the solution. And generally, those things you know can be overlooked on farms. But when there's a bit of investment, maybe or a bit of time put into getting them right, it makes a huge difference to the lameness case on the flock and reduces significantly. We've seen that with a good few of the better farmers, but also then that increases your performance because any sort of a lameness issue is going to reduce your lamb growth rate, reduce your your body condition score, reduce your inception rate. You pick a variable, and we're fairly sure that lameness is going to have a negative effect on it. Yeah, and there's also the labour element to it as well, frankly. It generally, any of the ones with problems with, there is some other underlying condition, and lameness tends to be one of those. Yeah, it does, you know. And look, at I know one of the things lads always throw back is, oh, there's a big labour thing in footpath and the yaws, but the way I counteract that is there's a big lameness issue in going out and catching yaws and treating them, being it spraying or injecting or whatever you have to do. So there's a labour issue one way or the other. So if you can be have a good footpath facility set up where you make it as easy as possible to do it correctly, that reduces your overall labour issues particularly if we're looking at something like skull at the moment, maybe not for some of the other conditions. Like, look, Jake, I suppose to come back to you, part of the reason I have you on the podcast today is you're starting off in a large body of work in this whole area. You might give us a little bit of background to the study you're undertaking. Yeah, so Kieran, I am a, a Chagas Walsh scholar. I began my research project in October of 2022. Um, my supervisors are Frank Campion in Chagas and Emmett Kelly in UCD. Uh, along with other UCD and Chagas uh, colleagues as well, and uh, Joe Angel in Warren Vets and University of Liverpool in the UK. Right, so you have a, you have a lot of expertise on board. So what are you hoping to look at, Jake? Yeah, so we'll be looking we'll be looking at uh, trying to quantify different different factors. So we'll be looking at trying to quantify the prevalence. Uh, of uh, fl- of infectious lameness on flocks within Ireland. We'll be trying to quantify the production impacts that uh, a, a case or an episode of infectious lameness has on sheep. And we'll be also looking at the antibiotic usage attributing to lameness on farms. So uh, uh, towards the end, towards the end of my research project, we'll also be looking at coming up with tailor-based uh, evidence, uh, tailor-based evidence advice on lameness control prevention and treatment for the Irish sheep industry. Jake, that's quite a lot to tackle and go. I suppose to break it down, where do you start with that? Yeah, so Kieran, at the national at the national sheep conference uh, early this year, we launched 
the we launched the, unfa- the farmer-based survey, the national survey. Uh, so then coming coming next month, we'll be starting trials on the Chagas Better sheep farms, uh, assessing the production impact impacts caused by infectious lameness. Um, all all in the meantime, the antibiotic trials are beginning on farms. So we're going out on farms and a selection of Chagas Better farms and other farms, placing antibiotic bins. And in a year's time, we'll be able to look back and see what proportion of on-farm antibiotic usage was actually attributed to tackling nameless cases. Hell of a lot of work on. The survey you mentioned there, is that survey still open and how would you go about completing it? Or maybe tell us a bit more about it. Yeah, so the survey is still open. Um, the survey is online, is based online. Um so the survey will be looking at several factors. The survey is looking at farmers' ability to recognise the types of infectious lameness. The survey is looking at on-farm biosecurity measures implemented by farmers. They're also looking at the treatment methods farmers use to combat infectious lameness on-farm or their types of lameness. And we're also looking at where farmers source their information on lameness. So another important factor, another important thing that we'll be looking at is the prevalence of lameness conditions on farms. Uh, so say per 100 sheep, how many uh, how many sheep farmers are seeing lame and what type of lameness do they reckon this, lame, this, this is attributed to and what time of the year farmers see the most lameness. So you're really getting a great background for the types of conditions, where the source is coming from and how they're going about dealing with it at farm level. Yeah, so, um, so that's the important thing. In Ireland at the moment, we really don't have this background data. It's available in the UK and maybe other European countries, but we want to kind of quantify this to an Irish sheep context. And maybe towards the end towards the end of this research project, we'll be able to say that we'll be able to look at infectious lameness from an Irish sheep sector point of view. And it's very important that we have that data. So just for like something we can sure we can include the link in the description of this podcast, Jake. So it'll not take that long to fill out. I think it's important we try and get as much data back on this as possible. Yeah, so it's it's very simple and straightforward. There's a series of tick the box questions. Um, it's an interactive survey. It it's it's very it's very simple to complete. It should take farmers. It should take. Uh, participants no longer than 10 minutes like frank this kind of information it would be very useful for us at industry level to look at what the issues are and how we tailor our messages yeah look at it'd be hugely useful because lame this is something as jake mentioned earlier is on every farm so to have this sort of data when we're going back to farmers and discussing with them what what can be done and not done is vitally important and i suppose the thing with the survey is it's an anonymous survey we're looking for exactly what's happening on farms. It's not trying to see who's the best in class or anything like that. And the more honest and true that, or more honest and accurate the data is to come back to us, the better the tailor-made plans that will come out of Jake's work and the findings out that will be good for the, the sheep industry as a whole. Okay, gentlemen, it's definitely an issue at industry level this long. It was great to see work being undertaken to actually deal with it. Jake, I'm sure we're going to have you back at a later stage. Hopefully when you have that survey pulled together, you might give us a snapshot of what you're seeing coming back in it. Um, it was good having you both on today. We'll put that link up in the description and hopefully we can get a few more filled in for you. Thanks very much, Karen. Thanks very much, Karen. Okay, we'll leave it there for this week's episode. It's an interesting study Jake is embarking on. It's certainly one we'll be following with interest over the coming seasons. I have included a link in the description of this podcast to the survey that Jake had mentioned. And I encourage our listeners, if you have 10 minutes free, go in and complete it. I think it's a useful piece of information to gather. And hopefully it's something we'll hear a little bit more about later on in the year. That's it for me for updates from our sheep programme. Keep an eye on our Twitter page at Jogger Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and get notified of any new episodes.